Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Our theme today is raspberries. <laughs> very, very nice. You have a lot of raspberries in your backyard, don't you, Matt? Oh my gosh. Uh, we, for the first time ever, got like a second batch. I don't know what they call It's a murder of crows and a batch of raspberries. I don't know. But they like were so huge in June and July when it was really hot here. And then... It kind of went quiet for a month, and now it's like batches and batches and batches of raspberries and and I apples think, and pears. Oh my! Uh, apples and pears. <laughs> oh my! Yes, there's an apple and pear tree. My neighbor has a, a apple pear tree, which is like some weird fusion, and it's like an Asian pear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been inviting all my friends and neighbors to come over and take all the apples and pears they want because I've made like dehydrated apple crisps. I made apple crisp in the oven. I made like uh, frozen pears and I made like everything that you can make with pears. I made like those pear waffles. I was like <laughs> made applesauce, pear sauce. Uh, we just made apple jelly, which is kind of like you boil it and then you strain it and then you boil it and then you add sugar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome having those trees, but wow, it's a lot of work when you don't want to, when you don't want to ignore them, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to stop there and just say you just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> this theme comes back all the time and it applies to apples and other things, but I don't want to be an adult. I don't want to do all of this. It's a lot of responsibility. Adulting Indeed. is hard. It's, it's terrible. And I'm incredibly bad at it personally. Like adulting is just like not my thing, but I'm getting there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Adulting is hard. And I think it was a shock for me when I had my first kid uh, and I remember crying in the hospital going, I don't want to go home. I don't want to be an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. It's a lot of crying. I don't know if there's any words. (laughs) I'll take what I can get at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Having kids really makes you, hopefully, you know, for some of us that are late at this game, it makes us like, okay, now it's time. Some of us do it earlier, you know. Girls are usually better at it than boys, but, you know, it depends for everybody. Adulting, that's our theme. Adulting. <laughs> yeah. I do, like, there's some things that I enjoy about adulting. Like, I like grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. It's funner now that, that, fun? no, <laughs> now that you have to keep a two cart distance and wear a mask and wear a mask. And, yeah. Yeah. We switched to, to online ordering for most things ever since, because I guess we were stuck during spring break at home before the sort of pandemic was officially declared. And yeah. so we were like scouring online, like who can we set up online ordering with? And finally had a local organic place that was a bit more expensive, but it's worked out to be. Nice, and we can look at a website and then pick things over a few days. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of odd going into stores, though we do occasionally. I mean, are you going into stores, Shauna? Or I am. I'm going into stores. Wow. Um, That's weird. It's not so bad because no? I go early in the morning. Like, I wake up. That's another thing I do. I wake up really early in the morning. You're just an like, adult. Yeah, You're just an adult. Like, I, I, just wake, I just wake up. 
So like I wake up really early in the morning and I go when no one's there. So there are no lines or anything. And I'm out of the grocery store at like seven in the morning. So there's no like worry about what's going on. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, So it works for me, actually. That's I actually enjoy that. But um, the rest of it is trash and wouldn't recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Always doing dishes, especially in my house. It's like oh, yeah. filling up the dishwasher. I mean, I'm thankful to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for my dishwasher. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm always filling it up and then emptying it out. And it's like, it's the Hakuna Matata, man. It's like the cycle of life. It's a never ending process. Do you have a dishwasher, JD? No, my name is Dishwasher. Oh, your name is Dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> the hands. You can take comfort in that, you know. There's yeah. a- it, it minimizes how many dishes I want to use in cooking. So, yeah. Because I'm going to have to wash them. Might as well just eat out of the pot. Well, yeah. sometimes it depends on what we're cooking. So. Well, that's what we do when we're camping. It's just like. I, I wash everything by hand, of course. So it's like, yeah, we're eating out of the pot or we have one dish, one fork or one. It's definitely Zen minimalism. You know, I don't want like 500 dishes. In three. You don't want to pack that much in either. I don't know. Yeah, totally. No. no, for our big hiking trip, everything was in like little Ziploc bags. And I'm sorry to the plastic lords and overlords. But yeah, everything was like little Ziploc bags. Each meal, each snack. This is your portion of food. It's dehydrated. <laughs> this is your amount of special dust, which will become food. Yeah. Everything had to be separated. Yeah. <laughs> or else, you know, you'd be sad when you ate it all the first day. That's all the dust I have. <laughs> well, there's that hot chocolate story too, right? I think you were oh. telling me. Yeah, right. The kids uh, used up all their hot chocolate the first day. And they're like, Dad, I'm so sad. All the hot chocolate's gone. I'm like, nope. There's a baggie for every day. You only did the first baggie. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're all good. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking about baggies of hot chocolate now. Like, um, I don't know. It's not crack. It's not crack. <laughs> it's just a lot of sugar and cocoa. <laughs> Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast, where we're joined by JD, Shauna. Woo. Woo. Welcome. How are you doing, Shauna? I'm hanging 10, you know, doing my thing. How are you? I'm good. I'm just totally hyped and excited. And uh, yeah, very caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> I may crash at any moment, but yeah, you, one of you just be ready to take over. <laughs> it's all right. We have sugar and cocoa. Individually, I sent you the little baggies by U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> Don't don't send dust through the postal service. Hot cocoa. <laughs> Today we have an amazing and awesome guest. I've known him for years. Sometimes I call him my pal, David Keneva. Hi everyone. Wonderful to be David. here. Okay. Thanks. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us, David, and uh, thank you for joining us earlier on the uh, Mac uh, DevOps DevOps for Dummies Super Long Winded Book Club, which is an amazing. Uh, uh, insight into the book. I'm really enjoying that, I have to say. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to get through. As I mentioned to you earlier today, I jumped ahead a chapter because I was really enjoying the read. <laughs> but uh, don't recommend doing that because uh, you can overlap some of the content. Yeah, you were throwing out all these cool things from like a chapter ahead. I was like, woo, who keener? <laughs> that never happened in school, I got to say. <laughs> You're excited to learn. David, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I try sometimes. Well, yeah, and the book club has been great. I mean, it's tough to read a book. Some of us are just staring at our phones, devices, or Netflix, or Slack, or doom scrolling on Twitter. 
So reading a book is 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 an awesome experience, and reading it with a bunch of uh, friends and colleagues and sometimes strangers is also wonderful. And uh, yeah, I was reading the book on the couch last night, and my daughter's like, "Oh, you can you can just watch TV, Dad. Why don't you just relax? You've been working so hard." And I'm like, "Wow, she's being really sympathetic." And I'm like, "No, no, I got to read this book." She's like, "No, don't do any work, Dad. Just relax." And I'm like, "I got the book club tomorrow. I have to read the chapter." <laughs> I like left it to the last second. <laughs> procrastination is my middle name <laughs> yeah but that way you're gonna remember it for the next day right yeah you don't uh, want to take you get stale out i don't think the concepts of are, are gonna get stale out but, I know. Uh, there, there's a lot of repetition and and it's one of my favorite things that keeps repeating and that's documentation documentation and more yes. documentation yes yeah no she, she's really good at repeating the important concepts just like the important concept of the team has to have shared goals, we, you know, silos and people arguing about whose job it is to do something. Those things can get in the way. So you read the first chapter, you got the, the main ideas of the book. And, uh, and it's really nice. I find how she like digs deeper into each as she progresses through the chapters, how they like build on each other or each the previous chapter, which is what you want to do, of course. But she does a really, really good job of it, I find. Yeah. And the anecdotes uh, have been really nice and to to help uh, kind of put some associations with what's going on. And and while it's primarily focused on software development, there's a lot of application in our actual management of, of Macs and systems like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of it is just how to play nice with others, how to be an adult, how to be a team player, how to work together. So I don't want to share. <laughs> that's not my job. I looked at my job description. That's not my job. It's not listed there. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. You got your copy, right, Shana? First of all, I have so many like PDF books. Like I actually have a library of books like on my iPad. You find reading on the iPad okay? Um, I did it a lot in college, so I'm I'm kind of used to it. Do you prefer that over paper? No, absolutely not. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. No, no, no. Um, but I I do it out of necessity. Yeah, I think in college it was just easier to carry around an iPad than like a gaggle of books. Uh, totally, yes. The 500 pound knapsack of stuff. Yeah. I got kind of used to it. It's easier to read on the go. You know, you don't forget things. It's just digital. So it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, now with the, you can select text and have it read to you now. So you can turn exactly. it into an audio book. Kind of slick. Precisely. <laughs> well, if you just want me to read to you, I can read to you. Um, uh, it's bedtime nine. stories with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you right to sleep with this chapter. Not, he's all hyped up on caffeine, and cocoa, and sugar. But <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt story. on on DevOps for dummies. <laughs> yeah. Adopting DevOps is a commitment to infecting every person, process, and product with I, the core I, I philosophies like of DevOps. Me. The software your team produces is, in many ways, an artifact of the values and principles of your team. If they don't embody the methodology, <laughs> neither will your technology. I just love how she rhymes. Don't, don't, yes. That's, that's yeah, empowering. That was, yeah, that was such a good line. The methodology, neither will your technology. Woo! Emily Freeman is awesome. I love caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also got this other very cool thing in the, uh, in the mail from Julia Evans. Um, this help. I have a manager zine. And it is so cool. And it's also on the theme of being an adult. I love how she has it on the first page. 
isn't managing me their job? And the other person's like, you are both adults working together. It's your job too. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Yes. I love, I love that concept. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're an adult. Start acting like one. Both of you have to work together. Adulting. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia Evans, uh, she does a lot of cool zines on Linux and uh, like, like all these really crazy, cool technical topics. But she uh, decided to do this really neat one about working with managers because she says she had like eight managers in her time and wanted to communicate how things worked well when they worked well and how they didn't when, you know, how, when they were working less well. So it's a lot of really cool tips and came just in time because I got a meeting with a manager on Friday. So I have to learn how to behave. And, you know, for me, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a consultant like I am, sometimes you have many managers or many bosses. So mm. that's interesting, fun times. Yeah, you need this zine too, JD. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> they all think that they're the only one. That's the really fun thing is uh-huh. opening up their minds to the fact that they're not the only one. Uh, well, there's a lot of important people out there in the world. It's one thing I learned, and they all think they're very important. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's the thing. Nobody wants a manager that thinks they're they're important, right? Like the 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 manager that thinks they're important is usually the one that's like the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I I run into that a lot in the movie industry and visual effects. Anybody who'd been on the film set was very important. You know, it's like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's the most fun. I would definitely say ten out of ten. Yeah. But I've had I've with, had a few interesting yeah. managers in my day, and I I share the the idea that that JD also has about having many managers while consulting. That's always a lot of fun, um, making all those people happy at one time. <laughs> oh, you're time. supposed to make them happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part you're missing. I try. <laughs> and making them all feel that nice they are the most hard important. worker, JD. They don't like hearing no. I'm hardly a worker. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. <laughs> yeah. They don't like hearing yeah. no, and that's challenging when sometimes yeah. you have to tell them no. <laughs> when that idea is just not ever going to work, and you have, you have to say no. Yeah, when you have paying clients, they don't always like to hear no. But Actually, uh, I, I was set aside by uh, a, a paying client uh, a while back, and he said, you know, we're going to ask you to do it the wrong way, and you're going to going to eventually do it the right way. So you might as well make money from us doing it the wrong way, and then coming back and doing it the right way. I'm like, that's one way to look at it. You could also throw me under the bus for doing it the wrong way, and then I never get to do it the right way. So yes, <laughs> it goes it's both ways. Sword. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, totally. But I had a good relationship with them, so you know. We were able to traipse down the path of doing it the wrong way for a little bit before we we backed up and and went the right way. <laughs> so there was a happy ending to the story. Okay, good. Uh, yes. So that's good. At least yeah. they like you know took your professional advice after you eventually. told them that it was right. the wrong way to do things, <laughs> and then they eventually did. I actually saw this effing birds <laughs> post that said, "Oh joy, another dipshit who thinks he understands my area of." expertise <laughs> <laughs> i sent it to my whole team we like chuckled about yeah. it for 30 minutes it was great a little knowledge is a dangerous thing i yeah. love those managers they are so technical 
<laughs> well, we're hoping we can get Julie Evans on the podcast soon. She has says she would like to, so uh, I'm hoping everybody should get help. I have a manager, the zine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Julie Evans, she has like uh, Saturday comic uh, zines and zines she'll send to people. And so she's she's awesome, and I hope we can talk to her soon. She's super cool. People that try to educate, teach people. It's very 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 cool skill. I saw her zine on um, networking. I checked out her website the other day, and the networking zine was super cool. It was like, I guess it was a short. I don't know what it's called, but I saw it, and I thought it was super cool. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can, like, help people understand networking a little better by posting this places. So I sent it to, like, a few of my friends that do IT, and they thought it was cool, too. Um, But I don't know how to utilize it in a way that, like, is helpful. Because I don't have that kind of audience, I guess. But I really enjoyed the networking one. Yeah, I guess she's got a bunch of, she calls them like the bite size. She has bite size networking. Bite size yeah, networking, that's bite what size it was. Commander. Yeah, on her, on her website, wizardzines.com. So, yeah, I mean, ex- trying to explain concepts is kind of like writing documentation, JD's favorite uh, topic, you know. It is my favorite topic. Yes. How do you explain things for yourself, your future self that wonders what your past self was doing? How do you explain something to somebody else that doesn't know anything about your subject matter? Are you uh, writing documentation for yourself, uh, Shauna, or is it for managers? Or I've written. This is like one of the <laughs> one of the big things that I've actually done. Um, I've written over two hundred articles of documentation oh, at wow. my current company, and I've been there a year. Wow! So it's that been a lot. Impressive. But I, I utilized the skills that I got in college that I don't, I paid a lot of money to, to, to do that, to do that well. So, you know, at least I'm utilizing my skills. Um, but I've written a, a whole, I mean, it's for everybody. And we like, um, one of the teams hired a technical writer. And when she came in, they're like, oh, can you show her how you, how you write your documentation and yada, yada. And she ended up actually doing it a completely different way, which I like a lot. But I just use Confluence. Um, we have Jira, so I just use Confluence and write That's all the articles. what I used as well. Yeah, it's excellent. But she totally. actually went with SharePoint. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I like it a lot, the way she did it. Um, you, it was really awesome. So. Who do you base your, your documentation to, your audience? Is it, is it technically um, addressed or is it? You know, any average person at a certain level can read through the documentation and understand what you're... So I have built our end user customer portal in Jira so that mm-hmm. they can search, end users can search that, you know, um, like space, that Confluence space for whatever they're looking for. Right. Like if they okay. want to change their password or whatever, they can search that in there. And then I have a like training space or like internal space for us. Like right, for okay. my team and my mm-hmm. and myself for training, so it kind of depends. And then sometimes I write some documentation on whatever project I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I find that that's where I probably write the most documentation, just so that like if something happens or I'm not working on a project or whatever anymore, somebody has like a frame of reference that they can so, like, start off from or work. Yeah, from. so they're yeah, not yeah. like completely lost on because when I I came in there wasn't a whole lot. Of documentation and what I did in my last job was was also a ton of documentation, not so much um, as I do now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's I write like every day. It seems like 
Yeah, and then you I have to maintain all that documentation because it's always a moving target. It totally is. Oh, yeah. Very organic. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it works. I like it. Nice. Um, I f- I'm always finding new things to document, which is a never-ending list of things to document. Yes. <laughs> and we just had somebody new start on the team, too, so, like, training him using the document, like, showing him where everything is and organizing it in a way that makes sense has been challenging for me. Because before, okay. like when I first started doing it, it was like brain vomit. It was just like, ah, here's, <laughs> here's all the stuff. <laughs> like it made no sense. Um, yeah. And then I like kind of went in and tried to make more sense of it and organize it and stuff. And yeah. since he's been here, he's been helping make more sense of it. So that's been cool. But anything that's not like customer facing, it's not my best work. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, <laughs> it's not my best work. But when it's customer facing, I work a little harder to like make it look and present a certain way, mm. you know. So that's that's probably where I do the best work, the cleanest work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that brings up a, a good point that just writing the documentation isn't necessarily good enough. That we actually need to review it from time to time and make sure it makes sense and makes sense for our audience, and, and uh, brings us back to DevOps for Dummies and and putting stuff into small packages is what we've been talking about and making it making it consumable and, and repeatable and, and things like that. So And second pair of eyes as well. Like I would right. often have uh, a colleague, someone that would be involved in whatever I was working on, read through it after the fact. You know, does this make sense? You know, did I, have I hit the target here? Am I missing something? And I think that, you know, that is the perfect business idea. Follow me here. Peer reviewed documentation, peer reviewed <laughs> absolutely you know, yes. checks of your. Is this crazy? I'm going to click this button. Should I click this button? Like, oh, <laughs> first I click on the peer review buddy, and peer review buddy pops up and goes, I don't know, Shauna. Is that like the paper clip? That might erase all your VoIP servers. You know? <laughs> Matt, I don't think you should do monkey that way. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I think what you're actually asking for is maybe an emotional support animal, but it could be. It could be an emotional support animal. <laughs> Um, yeah, That's, I think there's, there's, you know, there's got to be a business in there somewhere. This, this is where the RAS idea comes in is a review as a service. But really, I like <laughs> it the other way of just razzing Matt. Yeah, yeah, totally. Guy. Well, <laughs> I love you. But um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the documentation for one second because it reminded me um, of something uh, my mom said. And I'm, I mostly disregarded everything good my parents ever told me because, you know, kids do that. But uh, one, one thing my mom uh, told me that uh, about writing because she was a writer her whole life. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get scared about doing a project and writing is like work in a project. So one good advice I always got from her was that, you know, you just start, you don't edit while you write, you just write, you edit after. So some people like to be perfect or, you know, as perfect as possible. And for writing with this documentation or anything, you know, try not to be perfect, just write it all down. And then when you have something, you can edit it, you can change it. But if you don't put the words down, it's hard to edit. So, <laughs> which is the basic idea that we've we've gotten to is is try and get a, kind of an executive summary of of what you're hoping to achieve, and then your second round at that is to be a little bit more detailed, still in English, but uh, what you're hoping to do and maybe some of the logic behind it, and then and then you can get into writing your script or or planning out your your monkey uh, deployment process or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Hey. 
Hi, hi, David. How's it hi. going? Good to be here. <laughs> so really we, in, we invited you. Uh, you were joining us on the DevOps uh, for Dummies book club. Um, and you had been talking about how you were learning PowerShell, and um, you know, and I was kind of wondering why you were learning PowerShell, and you know, you were dropping a knowledge bomb on us. You're like, Matt, I like to learn things. Well, I uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, in pursuit of uh, new employment, and I'm finding that uh, having uh, just a sort of Mac background is uh, not uh, entirely <laughs> the only thing that an employer is looking for right now. So I'm. Uh, adding tools to my tool belt right now. So I've done a lot of this stuff in the past, but uh, being that it's been quite some time since I've worked with it, I thought, hey, you know, this is an excellent opportunity now to uh, brush up on the, the tools that I used to use, but haven't for some time. So, you know, Windows Server 2016, 2019, PowerShell, um, VMware, um, that's that sort of stuff, um, and it's it's actually kind of fun. I, you know, when I got back into it and started looking around at, uh, you know, uh, Windows Server twenty sixteen and going, uh, and then oh, okay, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. I remember all this now. Um, as all operating systems do, they move things around, and so you have to, oh, where do they put that now? And uh, <laughs> once once you figure that out, uh, everything kind of falls into place. But it's been a lot of fun. I've uh, downloaded a a bunch of uh, or downloaded uh, virtual box. So I've got a whole pile of little virtual box uh, instances running with uh, you know a little colony of desktops and some servers and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so you're using your time wisely and you're learning and yes, yes, I have some time now. So it's you know an excellent opportunity to uh, grow the knowledge base and. Once I got going on, it was a lot of fun. And I found Udemy, I think it is, U-D-E-M-Y. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have used that before or heard of it. Maybe you have, probably. But uh, it's amazing. They've got everything there. And I got some amazing deals on some courses um, marked down like 60%, 70%. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a lot of fun and very inspiring as well. I got through about a third of the PowerShell stuff yesterday. Just got started on um the windows server stuff today i only just started this um over the weekend um i was working on some coding stuff before that but uh i thought hey this is an excellent opportunity to get uh, back into working on that again and uh, it's been really like a lot of fun and i think one of the other things too was the uh the, the book club actually really helped inspire me i have to say i'm reading through a lot of the uh, chapters and, and kind of you know re-energized me to to look at some of this stuff again as well so thanks guys awesome I, I noticed that you you put a lot of uh, energy and dedication into this new learning. And uh, when I found myself on the other side of town, the wrong side of town, <laughs> hang out. And you're like, sorry, son, I am studying. And I was like, yes. wow, I'll just walk by myself then outside. Okay. Yes. I, <laughs> but I yes. thought, you know, that's very admirable of you, David. You were spending time studying and I had to respect that. I was going to be mad about it for a couple of minutes, but yeah, I had to respect that. No, thank you. And I appreciate that. Uh, you know, once you get in that sort of groove, it's, uh, or at least for me, um, you know, really focused. And I find that if I jump out of that and jump back in, sometimes it's not the same place I was before. So I just like to kind of stay there while I'm working on something. Kind of like coding, I guess. You love PowerShell more than me. It's okay. It's okay. I, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I don't love PowerShell, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love triangle. 
It actually has a lot of foundation. Being that it's an object language, um, it, or not language, but uh, object code, I guess, or scripting, um, it pulls a lot of stuff from Unix, which is kind of neat too. So PowerShell. Yeah. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've, it seems like a really cool thing. People do cool <laughs> things with it. <laughs> You're going to stay far, far away, aren't you, Matt? Uh, I, I don't know if it's my inherent laziness or my super awesome laser-focused brilliance. It's probably the first, the, the former, you know, my laziness. But yeah, I've, I, my strategy has always been a laser-focused on one or two things instead of everything. But yeah, uh, I mean, even back in the good old days when I was in university and I accidentally be on a DOS machine and I was like, yeah, I know Unix, but I have no idea what DOS is. And I'd be like, I think it's a stupid copy of Unix and try and guess at some commands. But, you know, being yeah, in a library nice. to find it, use a computer, I had to go find a book and go DOS commands, DOS commands. What am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Now, if it's not YAML, you're not touching it. If it's yeah. not YAML, yeah. I thought YAML was exciting until I screwed that one up and yeah, I had to find a YAML linter. <laughs> but, I mean, the love affair with YAML is totally over too. And yeah, spaces, white spaces. Why is that a thing? Like, <laughs> We're not getting any in the tabs versus spaces argument here. Just, just, yeah, I mean, XML, man. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of brackets, a lot of angle brackets, but <laughs> at least you could just put them anywhere. I mean, sort of. <laughs> kind of. As long as you close them all. <laughs> yeah. David, are you working towards any certification in the Microsoft realm, or? Uh, well, the for the Microsoft servers piece, um, MCSA, MSCSE, and I can't remember the acronym for the other one, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Shouldn't take me very long. Like I said, I I did all this stuff already before, but uh, it's like now it's refresher course time for myself. Um, I don't know if there's a PowerShell. I'm sure there is certificate, but uh, that's just more for working with the product. Um, it's it is. It's big. It does a lot of stuff, <laughs> and I'm sure. only you know, right now scratching the surface of it. But uh, once you start using it, like anything, I guess uh, it's like, oh yeah, I can do it this way. I can do it that way, and, and it, it it is actually kind of fun. Um, like I was trying to get a Hyper-V uh, service set up on this one machine I was working on, and uh, part of the torch uh, tutorial was talking about, okay, well, click here, and you should see this. And I clicked there, and I didn't see that. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm using the right OS. It, uh, Windows 10 Pro, so I don't know why it's not there, whatever. So I went online, and sure enough, there was a little PowerShell line. Run this, and then dash all, and it'll install all the services for Hyper-V. So I did that, and it was like, boom, well, there you go, awesome. So yeah, it's kind of fun. I know who to call when I need help. Professional <laughs> Googler, David. <laughs> That's right. The University of Google is always your friend. What's what's next? Are you going to take all the AWS courses? And No, actually, you're, yes, I am. That was uh, next on my list, actually. I, uh, I hear it's a thing. Our good friend Wade has sent me a couple of links for some awesome training sites for AWS. So, yeah, that's next on the uh, to-do list for sure. I don't want to bite off too much at the same time. <laughs> so I'm going to start with this and then jump into that. But, uh, yeah, I... When he first got into doing AWS stuff uh, with his company, I love the uh, growth potential of the environment. So you, know, you spin up a server and say you hit 75% threshold, um, you know, another one will dive right in there. So, and you can, you know, price that out and you need more memory, you need more uh, CPU storage, what have you. So you can automate, obviously, all of that is, as you probably all well know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat stuff. I really... Looking forward to getting to that as well. Wade uh, developed all of that uh, S3 middleware uh, for Monkey, didn't he? He did. 
Yes. He's been busy yeah. developing a lot of uh, Python as well for uh, the company he's working with right now as well. So he's been very, very busy. I miss I miss Wade. Where is Wade? We should talk to Wade. Where? Bring him now. <laughs> His birthday's coming up. You can call him and wish him happy birthday. <laughs> oh, I think that's some OPSEC there. But yeah, everybody's present <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, Wade's uh, self-taught. Uh, I remember he was using Jamf and was teaching himself Python. And I remember him saying, oh, yeah, I just calculated all my uh, you know gas mileage for my company by writing a Python script. And it just read my Google calendar and just calculated all the mileage. And you know, I was like, whoa, you're pretty smart. And and then he was like, uh, you know, when I showed him Monkey, he's like, oh, I can, you know, figure some stuff out for Monkey. And, you know, you know, doing everything with Python and that Wade kid, he's a uh, super, super smart and super nice. Well, most importantly, I think uh, he uh, developed a uh, Python program on a Raspberry Pi for his beer cooling fridge so that it could keep it at a constant temperature and it was an alert when it got too low. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the pinnacle of uh, what you need to do, right? I think he better start writing Python scripts to maintain the health of his child that he has now. Then. <laughs> it's more important than it's his important. beer fridge. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll have to ask uh, Wade about that. Uh, adulting and being part of a team you know caring about others and working together we're all trying to work together let's work together where do we find you on the interwebs and how how do people request your resume uh, well i'm, I'm <laughs> well we've got to get his elevator pitch come on what's your elevator pitch david what's your present yourself this is your 30 second interview you're stuck okay. in the elevator with the most awesome ceo of your dream job what's your what's your pitch <laughs> I am on LinkedIn. Um, that's your uh, pitch? That's, that's my pitch. I'm there. I've uh, I've updated everything. Um, you put all the words in there? I put all the words in there. Updated my picture, my background posts. Uh, information is all there. Um, I would look forward to uh, chatting with anyone, um, you know, regarding IT. And uh, I always find it really fun. So, David Keneva survived managing Max for a large, large multinational corporation he I did manage the max and anything you want security <laughs> is not a problem what security he can handle it absolutely david's in charge matt x is my new pitch man by the way so yeah. thank you matt yeah <laughs> this is not a game yes. david can do it get out yes. of his way he is trying <laughs> to fix everything that's right and often did <laughs> yes I'll, I'll 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 represent you I'll be thank, you, thank you, Matt. <laughs> I do love that line. I remember you mentioning that years ago. This oh. is not a game. That was, yeah. yes, that's brilliant. I find that that was a piece of advice someone gave me about conversations. And so I used it many times with clients if they were head, haggling over something. And I was like, what? Do you think this is a game? This is not a game. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually I'd follow up with a, you better put your big boy pants on. We're going to do it my way. <laughs> adulting. Yeah, adulting. exactly. Yes. Yeah, that should preface every recovery plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. In documentation, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for the jugular. <laughs> bypass the middleman just go for it can, can you afford to you know cancel all your contracts that you've signed with your clients and your customers you know can you afford your client your company going down the tubes you know what happens when these servers die do you have a plan for that can you afford that yeah yes. harsh talk well david 
We'll find you on LinkedIn and give you lots of likes or thumbs up or hearts. What is it on LinkedIn? Is it like little arrows? What what, what do you do on LinkedIn? It's like all types of things. It's like yeah, thumbs up, it. celebrate. Thumbs up. Yeah, like there's a, a plethora know. of different uh, accolade options. Well, thank you, JD, for uh, being the serious adult at this table. And yes. uh, thank you, Shauna, for being the voice of reason and Kitty Wrangler. And of course. David, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure, and thank you. I appreciate this. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, I'd like to say a, a thank you, and uh, I've, I've grown a little bit over this one hour. You know, I'm just mind has expanded. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast, uh, just give us a shout at hello at mdoyvr.com. We'll be accepting sponsorships for the podcast and for the next year's conference. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps, YVR, The Conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor, thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. Simple MDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts, Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. I went to university and did high school physics, but I still have this shock and awe of the, my day my friend Robin uh, pulled out the new uh, EyeSight camera and then opened the box. And the eyesight camera had all these different mounts. And one of them was a magnet. He opened the box. And as he opened it, kind of like to get the box open, this little piece came out of the box and just attached itself to his G4 power book. And all of a sudden you heard. We were like, wow, magnets work. It obliterated his computer immediately. The drive was toast in three seconds. And then, you know, a bunch of people working in the IT department, we had to take his laptop to the computer shop because we didn't have an Apple store and go, yeah, we don't know why this laptop's broken. Can we get a new one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Magnet mounts. Not a good idea. <laughs>